In today's episode, I talk about my biggest DJ fails, beat matching techniques, and when you should start uploading on Mixcloud. This is Share the Knowledge. For the last 22 years, I've been rocking stages, playing in clubs, and having a lot of fun as a DJ and turntablist, and I've seen and learned a lot. Now it's time for me to share that knowledge by answering the questions that can help you become a better DJ. I'm DJ TLM, and this is Share the Knowledge. Today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. One, two, one, two, what's going on? It's your boy DJ TLM and welcome to another episode of the Share the Knowledge podcast. This is episode 51. This is my educational podcast for DJs. I share my experience. I try to answer as many questions as possible. Just any way I can add some value to the DJ community. That's what this show is all about. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to the podcast, I have a new show dropping every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud and Anchor. Or if you're checking one of the video clips on my YouTube channel, DJ TLM TV. Thanks for tuning in. Um, as you can tell, I'm not in a studio right now. I'm actually outside. My oldest son uh, is uh, doing his practice runs right now, football, and um, I had no time to go to the studio, so take advantage of this weather. The only thing is I'm concerned about the audio. I have no idea how much wind is gonna affect the outcome, and we'll have to see what happens. If it sounds different, my apologies if it's not as good as the normal studio setting, but uh, at the end of the day, this is all about the content over quality for sure. So as long as you guys can hear me, this should be fine. Now, as usual, I posted on IG, on Instagram a couple hours ago that I was about to record a new podcast and you can drop your questions there. I see that I have questions in there, so I'm checking those questions right now. And the first comment is, DDJ 1000 review, DDJ 1000 review. It's coming, I had it, I've tested it. It had to go back to Pioneer for a special event and I'm getting it back later this week so I can actually record. So I already tested it. I think it's a very good controller, a lot of functionality, but I wanted to shoot a quality video for it. So I'll have it back uh, later this week and I'll shoot this weekend, coming weekend. So that review is coming soon. I already see a comment and the comment by DJ Jet says, I have it and it's totally worth the money. It's so good to have uh, the CDJ DJM feeling. Surely it's not exactly the same, but very close to it. And that's exactly right. It feels like you're using CDJs. The jog wheels are the same. Uh, the mixer is, mixer is similar to actual DJM. So yeah, I totally agree with that. I just thought of this the giveaways that I was talking about in episode 50 to celebrate episode 50. I'll be announcing those winners right now today. So if you're listening to the podcast right now, I just went to the topic on Instagram and to the topic on YouTube and I picked the 10 winners for the DJ2 software for iOS on YouTube and I picked a winner on IG for the share t-shirt. So uh, congratulations to Next question is from Neat Bodybuilding, and the question is, what's the best way to launch yourself on social media? Is social media important for getting gigs and how to keep up with the competition in the market? Thanks for sharing the knowledge, and um, yeah, that's the question. I talked about this last episode as well. And social media is definitely a part of your brand building. So if you're building your brand, your personal brand, your DJ brand, your business, you need to be on social media. You have to. Now, networking will always play a big part, so you want to make sure that you're communicating, letting people know what you do. 
but you have to be on social media as well. Now, when you talk about keeping up with the competition in the market, my personal uh, opinion when it comes to this is do not pay that much attention to your competition and focus on you because it doesn't really matter what they do. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't keep an eye open for certain strategies that people might be applying. If you see someone do something and it's working, that could be a lesson. But for the most part, I would not pay too much attention. I'm not paying attention to other DJs or other video creators like that. I'm focusing on me. Um, so how to launch yourself? Well, of course, the most obvious start is to make accounts on the platforms. So you wanna be there. You wanna, if possible, produce content uh, video content on YouTube if that's your thing Instagram is definitely a must and I would say Facebook is as well especially if you want to start promoting some of your posts um, if you're into also maybe writing some blog posts there's several places where you could do that and uh, audio is a big one so like right now I'm recording my podcast podcasts are getting more and more popular if you feel that there's a way that you could add value then it could be a cool thing to also do something like that. If you're totally not into that, you just want to DJ and promote yourself as a DJ, then still you can use all those platforms to promote yourself as well. At least make sure that people can see and hear what it is that you do. Uh, but I don't have a social media strategy. The only thing I do know is it's work. You'll have to put in work. Same thing with Instagram. Right now, I'm not posting a lot on Instagram. And it's pretty clear. Anytime I make an effort and I post more regularly on Instagram, I can see my following grow faster. Simple as that. Same thing with YouTube. I've had periods where I'm very slow with videos, not a lot of content coming out. As soon as I pick it up and drop more content, release more content, I can see the subscribers and views grow. That's just the way it works. So you have to put in the work, whatever the platform is that you wanna use. Next up, we have a question from Edo. Edo, question is, I would like to know how to do a mix between an EDM uh, dance song and a reggaeton. I wrote you a few days ago about this. I'm a DJ from Italy, and um, yeah, that's the question right there. Uh, look, there's gonna be a large BPM difference between EDM and reggaeton. That's just the fact. So you have ways that you could still sync them and match the tempo, that means you're gonna have to slow down the dance track or really speed up the reggaeton track. That could be done. Mm, I would probably go for a couple of different options where I'm using the BPM on an effect. So I might do something with a loop or a roll and loop the house track, not in the tempo of the house track, but in the tempo of the reggaeton track that I wanna mix in. Um, and when that roll starts, that's the new tempo and I'll mix the reggaeton track into that. Um, you could play with some samples and play the melody over the EDM track before you bring it in. Now, a lot of these examples that I'm giving now are better off to be shown in a video. Uh, I'll see if I can do a video about that. All right, next question is, how do you transition from a track that's in a minor key to a track in a major key? I'll be very honest with you, I cannot answer that question right now without doing my research and that is because I do not mix in key. I do not pay attention to key by actually looking at the key info. I use my ears and I can tell when things clash and don't work together, 
but I don't use key and key can be very valuable for certain mixes so I'm not saying it's not a good thing I just never used it never got used to using it so I cannot tell you how to do that but I'm pretty sure there's already videos on YouTube that can tell you more about mixing a key and of course if anyone's listening or watching make sure you leave it in the comment section as well try to answer the questions if you are familiar with the technique and another question from the same person Hemanth, and the question is, when should you start uploading on Mixcloud? Well, you should start uploading on Mixcloud when you wanna start promoting your mixes and you have to really decide when the right time is. So you have to be very honest with yourself. If possible, a little bit of a feedback group, but not your close friends, but people who actually know a little bit about it who could tell you that it's starting to sound right because you don't wanna start uploading mixes when you're not ready, skill-wise. Uh, that's very important. I mean, you could upload mixes today, but if you do not master the technique yet, or your song selection doesn't really make sense yet, then it's not a good thing to start uploading. Those are things to keep in mind. That's basically it, man. You, ha you have to make sure that you are at a level, skill-wise, that you feel is appropriate to share with people. Because once you start to upload your mixes, you're presenting yourself to the world. So you want to make sure that what you are presenting is something that could possibly get you gigs or at least gain some attention and maybe build a new fan base. For the modern day DJ, producer or musician, it's more important than ever to make sure you have an online presence and having your own website is key. Bandzoogle makes it easy to build a stunning website for your music in minutes. You can choose from hundreds of mobile friendly themes and then customize your design and content in a few clicks with Bandzoogle's easy visual editor. Now, All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including tools to sell your music and merch commission free, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, and integration to pull in content from all your online services including Twitter, Instagram and SoundCloud. I use Bandzoogle to create the Share the Knowledge podcast website and that was very easy. Bandzoogle plans start at just $8.29 a month and include your own free custom domain name. Now, if you want to try it out for free for 30 days, click on the link in the description box down below and be sure to use the promo code SHARE to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. So I have a question here from an up-and-coming DJ who's been practicing his mixes but also scratches and... He found out that it seems that he does well cutting in the 70 BPM range and lower and also scratching and cutting over a 95 BPM range. But he finds it more challenging catching the beat in between those ranges. Any pointers? Um, yeah, start with basic scratches and, and work your way up from there. I know that sounds uh, like a simple type of answer but for me personally i'm not good at the lower tempos that's something i really need to work on and what i found is a lot of times when i started to practice with that i wanted to do too much and then it didn't work and you lose motivation that's not the way to go about it so you have to start simple i'm gonna have to do the same thing when i start with the low tempos um apply a couple of different scratch techniques maybe some scratch techniques will work better with a lower tempo others might work better with a faster tempo so you'll have to experiment with that as well but beyond that i don't have specific advice when it comes to practicing a certain bpm range so dj dirty dev has a question and the question is being a mobile dj how do you get your name out there social media using websites uh wedding wire etc What's the best avenue for your return? 
Well, I would definitely say you have to use all of them. So you wanna make sure that you have a website that has all your information. If there are certain specific sites for wedding DJs where you could have a profile, make sure you're on there and just social media in general. Word of mouth is the thing and word of mouth is not just person to person, but social media is the new word of mouth. But that's the thing, you have to be everywhere. You don't wanna leave any stone unturned when it comes to promoting yourself and being uh, a presence in social media. So I have another question right here from a beginner DJ. And the question is, I'm a 17 year old beginner mixing old school and new rap, but my problem is I don't have success with syncing the songs together. When I have a 90 BPM song and a 95 BPM song, I don't know how to sync them. At which moment should I change one speed and which one? Plus sometimes it feels good to play a particular song, but this one is maybe 130 BPM and I'm playing some 80 BPM. What do I do then and what do I do after that? Do I go back to 80? Now everything in this question tells me that you are not ready yet. You still have to work on the fundamentals because if you do not know how to sync a 90 and 95 BPM track, that means that you're not familiar with beat matching yet, or at least you're not skilled in it because that's one of the fundamental parts of mixing. You wanna match the tempo of songs and you do that by changing the pitch. So if one track is 90, the other one is 95, that means that you either have to slow down the 95 track or speed up the 90 track or do a bit of both. Now, which one should you speed up? Let's say for instance, you're playing a 90 BPM track. The new track is 95. That would mean that you would have to slow down that new track but you don't wanna slow it down five BPM most likely. Uh, but in my rule is you are changing the BPM of the new track that you're bringing in. That's the one that you're gonna adjust to the track that's already playing. But you can, when a track is playing and the people are hearing it, you can adjust the pitch if you do it in a subtle manner. So you can speed up that 90 BPM track, but don't just take that pitch slider and go straight up. Do it slowly, but you could bring it up to maybe 92, even 93, and then you take that 95 and you bring it down two, till you get both tracks on 93, and then you can match them and, and do your transition. Now, when should you start to change the speed? Now, if you got one track playing, you bring in a new track, you load it, or you put on your vinyl, whatever you use. As soon as you get it on, you cue it and you start to listen and see if it's matching. If it's not matching, you start to adjust the speed straight away. That's what mixing is all about. You get a new track, you match the beats, and then you can mix it in, so on and so on. Now, if you have tracks that are 80 BPM and you wanna throw in a 130, uh, I would just make a switch and go to a couple of songs in that same BPM range. Don't play one 130 track and then go back to 80. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but when it comes to techniques to mix those, I'll do a couple more videos to talk about that. So this is a great question, and the question is, what are your biggest DJ fails? Um, look, I think there's a couple of categories when it comes to fails. So if we're talking about performance fails, so things that go wrong during a gig, um, I've had some of the obvious ones. So for instance, when I was playing with vinyl, real vinyl, uh, I had the very familiar fail where you have a track playing, 
you mix in the new track, you get a great reaction from the crowd, you get so hyped you wanna grab the next track, you get the needle off the record, and then you notice that it's all quiet because you just took the needle off the record that was playing, the record that the people were hearing. Um, that's one of those fails that immediately is uh, noticed by everyone because like I said, you lift the needle off the record, the record that was playing, bang, it's quiet and everyone looks at you like, what's going on? Um, now look, you put it back on, you smile, whatever, and they'll forget soon enough, but that was an awkward moment. That's a fail. You, you do that once and it's probably never going to happen again. Another one with vinyl is uh, that you have the turntable set to 45 when it's a 33 RPM track and then you bring it in and it's playing way too fast. That's also going to shock your crowd. Uh, those are like some basic fails that will happen. Now, of course, if we're talking digitally, uh, you have different type of fails as well where um, you could have a track loaded in Serato or Tractor and you wanna get the next track, but you load it into the deck that's already playing. Now, some of you might have your decks on lock, so that can't happen to you. I never had that because I like to move fast. But yes, I've, I've put the track in the wrong deck and that was the playing deck. So then the track that's playing, all of a sudden is switched by a different track. Uh, yeah, that's one of those fails. But those are like your performance fails. Uh, I would say what I would call a bigger fail for me personally is I've had instances where I lowered my standards, maybe out of laziness um, or whatever the case may be, where I had a gig and the stuff was not set up the way I like to have it. But like I said, I got lazy and I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll play like this. And afterwards, I thought my performance sucked and that was partially due to not taking care of the setup the way I should have. Um, so that's setting yourself up for failure. You should always try to bring your A game and make sure everything is right. Now I'm not saying that a DJ shouldn't be able to perform on any set. I feel you should, but you know what works best for you. So. If you have the option to do that, and I had the option, all I had to do was move some, uh, some things around and then it would be good, and you don't do it, I consider that a fail. Uh, another fail is doing a radio performance where I had the DJ at a national radio show and not preparing for that, but playing freestyle. Playing freestyle is the way I like to play, play because I like to go off the crowd, but if you're playing a radio set, there is no crowd, so you don't get the crowd reaction. Um, so I just didn't feel the energy I normally feel, and then my performance was not as dope as it could be, and that's when I noticed like, okay, for something like this, I need to come with a totally prepared set, or at least a partially prepared set, that makes a little more sense, add some routine, stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure. I probably had some other fails over the years, uh, but those are the ones off the top of my head. I'm gonna make that the question of the day as well. What do you consider your biggest DJ fail? Let me know in the comment section down below. That's an interesting topic. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. Let's share the knowledge. So that's it for today's episode. This was episode 51 of the Share the Knowledge podcast. I wanna thank you for tuning in. If you're checking out 
the podcast on iTunes, Anchor, SoundCloud, or if you check on one of the video clips on YouTube. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't done so already. On YouTube, make sure you activate the notifications. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. The handle is DJTLM on social or send me an email, DJTLMTV at DJTLM.com. Uh, I'll be back soon with a lot of videos, tutorials, reviews, and of course, a new podcast. So stay tuned for all of that. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you next time.